Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you fall on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmins. On today's episode, we're going to explore financial statements, or more precisely, the story that your financial statements reveal. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, I work as a financial behaviorist, and one of the hats that I wear in that capacity is as a financial coach to singles, couples, and entrepreneurs. And in that role, I really have a privileged and special place in the lives of my clients. And it is one that is unique in that there are really only four types of other people that kind of have the same role as me. And here's what I mean. These are people that tend to know more about you than anyone else. Those would be your doctor, your therapist if you have one, your CPA, and again, financial coaches like me. And the reason that I say that we hold a special place is that oftentimes we're having conversations with you that you are not having with other people in your life. We are privy to information that other people are not so privy to. And that gives us a window into private aspects of your life, including sometime some of your secrets. <laughs> but secrets are not. Financial statements tell a story. They tell a story about how you are living your life, if you have a business, about how you are running your business, and they really give a glimpse into your wellness beyond your financial wellness. They can tell you whether or not you're being physically healthy, emotionally healthy, nutritionally healthy, even in, in healthy in terms of your relationships, social and personal. And it might not seem that that is possible but in a moment, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that I'll be able to improve that simply by looking at three statements, your income statement, your balance sheet, and your cash flow statement. Your income statement, that is taking a look at your profit and loss. It's taking a look at what is the income coming in relative to the amount of money that's going out. Are you operating at a profit? Are you operating at a loss? Or are you breaking even? balance sheet. This is taking a look at your wealth. What do you own versus what do you owe? Or in other words, what are your assets relative to your liabilities? And then the third statement is cash flow. And that's really the movement that is going on between your income statement and your balance sheet and aka your liquidity. So here's what I want you to do. I want you, again, as long as you're not driving, to draw a rectangle. And uh, when you plot this out, draw your rectangle, have a vertical line, have a horizontal line. The upper left-hand quadrant is income. The upper right-hand quadrant, expenses. So the top half of this rectangle, that's a representation of your income statement. The bottom half of this rectangle is your balance sheet. So the lower left hand represents your assets and the lower right hand, your liabilities. 
And don't just plot this out as I've just described it. Plot it out, but then also plug in what is your income? What are your expenses? What are your assets? What are your liabilities? So that you can see the relationship dynamic between the two in concrete numbers. And, you know, it, it might be um, a curious thing to note because, um, as you probably can tell, I am someone that thinks in pictures. <laughs> uh, the first episode, we talked about the financial wheel, which was, uh, you know, the circle. And then we talked about um, this right here, which is a rectangle. I will continue to talk in pictures because I think we all at some point think, uh, are visual thinkers, if you will. But here's what I want you to keep in mind. All statements represent a moment in time. And what we have to keep in mind is the information that those statements reflect. That's not static. The statement that you're referencing right now is different than the statement that you were referencing for last month. And it's going to be different than the one that you will reference next month because the data will have changed. And so what it requires is that when it comes to any kind of story, is not just being aware of what's happening in this moment in time, but what happened before that may be leading to the context that you are looking at at the moment, but then also how does the story of this moment in time lead to what might be happening in the future? So a few things to pay attention to when it comes to your statement. A, the reminder that it's not just about the moment in time, but as it is, let me rephrase that. It's not just about this moment in time, but about what this moment in time reflects in terms of trends. What is the trend that you are seeing this current moment reveal in terms of what you've been doing in the past? And what is this trend in at today? What is that revealing about what you can anticipate in the future? And if you don't like the trend, what then do you need to change about that rectangle that you just drew so that you do indeed have a different reality? And I want to bring your attention to some key ratios. And here's why I want to do that. Ratios can often tell a truth that the absolute numbers on your statements can mask. Three statements in particular that I want you to pay attention to. The first one is your liquidity ratio. And this is your ability to meet your committed expenses when an emergency arises. So if we think of it through the lens of a formula, it's your liquidity ratio equals your liquid, your liquid assets divided by your net worth. And your liquid assets represent your current cash on hand or the things that you can quickly and easily convert into cash. And the ideal target is you want a liquidity ratio of 15%. And so if you do this exercise and you realize, oh my goodness, I am not as liquid as I need to be, that means you need to go back to that rectangle that we just drew and you need to figure out either where can you reduce your expenses where can you reduce your liabilities? Or if you really have cut everything to its bare bone, where do you need to increase either your income and or your assets? That's liquidity ratio. 
The next ratio, and it's kind of connected, is your debt to asset ratio. And this is really a reflection of your capacity to borrow or your capacity to borrow even more. And I am not the person that's going to tell you to avoid debt at all costs because I do think that if you leverage it properly, debt can help you move forward, a mortgage, education, et cetera. So I think the, the, the key thing there, and I'm going to talk about this in, a, in another episode, the key thing there is to make sure that you have an exit strategy for that debt. But in terms of the debt to asset ratio, in terms of an ideal target, Clearly, you want that number to be as low as possible, but you absolutely don't want it to exceed 50%. And then the third ratio is a modification because most people would refer to it as a mortgage ratio. I'm going to add mortgage slash rent ratio because not everybody owns where they live. Um, but I think the principle uh, remains the same. And that is that whether it's a monthly mortgage payment or a monthly rent payment, that that amount should not exceed 20% of your income. Here is where else I differ. Others would say that it's 20% of your gross income. I'm going to suggest that it's 28% of your net income because that's the amount that you're taking home. That's the amount that you have quote unquote, liquid to work with. And so in my opinion, it should be 28%. So you've got your liquidity ratio, ideal target 15%, your debt to asset ratio, you want that to be as low as possible, but not to exceed 50%. And then your mortgage slash rent ratio to be 28% of your net income. Those are the kinds of data points that you can get from reviewing your financial statements. And those are the elements of the story that your financial statements reveal. Here is something else they tell. They say how intentional you are with regards to how you are using your money and perhaps even why. So an exercise that I ask all of my coaching clients to do is one that I dub roll call. And that is simply looking at your banking statements, looking at your credit card statements, looking at all of your expense items, and whether you highlight it or make a, a, a pencil or a pen notation, indicate those purchases that made you happy, those purchases that were mandatory, like rent, like mortgage, and then those that you regret. You probably, they probably made you happy when you initially purchased them, but now that some time has passed, you now regret them. And the, the benefit of doing this kind of an exercise is when you need to make adjustments, it's easier to let go of or to let go of for a period of time those expenses that you regret because then you don't feel like you were giving up anything or giving up anything that is of true importance to you. One of the things that I always remind people of and I just want to emphasize here in this moment is that paying your bills is not the same thing as being fully engaged with your money. That is not being proactive. That is not being strategic. And so when you take the time to actually look at your statements and to ask the question, what's the story that my uh, review of my statements is revealing to me, that is helpful because that is what's going to enable you to figure out if you're just being uh, tactical in your approach to money or if you are being proactive and strategic. So here's the thing. 
when you're looking at your banking statements, your credit card statements, or even the market value of your investment statements. Don't just look at the current balance or the ending balance or the market value. Examine the particular details of your statements and ask the question, what's missing? Ask the question, what is the information that I'm looking at, what is it telling me about what happened before, what is happening now, and what might happen after? I share all of that because that is how you tap into the story that your statements are revealing. And so I hope you'll take the time to actually draw the rectangle that I outlined for you, take a look at your income statement, take a look at your balance sheet, take a look at your cash flow statement. And you know, one of the things that I say is even if you never have no intentions whatsoever of being an entrepreneur, of being a small business owner, the thing is you want to do these activities because you should be the CFO of your personal finances as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Let me know what you found most useful. If you actually do the exercise, let me know what your ahas, takeaways are. Let me know what you decide to do differently in terms of your behavior and choices. I really do want to know. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money. <music>